0: I'm vampire. Yeah.
1: You're vampire.
0: You know, like, I'm baby or I'm... I'm,
1: I'm vampire. Yep, monkey. I understand.
0: I'm vampy. That's
1: a pretty good start, I think. <laughs> I'm very funny. Um, <clears throat> I'm enjoying the company with my friends here, and my, my head is devoid of
0: jokes.
2: True. Welcome um. to
0: Export Audio, episode 52. <laughs> uh, it's called... D- do you know?
1: <laughs> Welcome to Digi Mondays, episode six.
0: Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to hear about Jessica's trans knife.
2: I love Jessica's
0: trans knife. How wh-
2: we've decided it's a trans knife. Um,
1: when anybody proposes to me that something may be trans, I immediately go ahead and say yes,
2: even if I do not understand think, why it is. I bad. think that's good practice.
1: I it's think good that's practice. good.
0: I was just referring it. to the Chris knife. Yes. Yeah. And how, like, it? Chris ends with an S and so does trans, so... trans
1: Oh, knife. I see. Thank you. Good analysis, <laughs> Nora. Uh, I like it.
0: Just thinking about places in his writing where the phrase trans would would pop up, and I thought of trans knife.
1: That's pretty good.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: I think every trans person should be given a knife. For <laughs> self-defense oh, and veneration.
0: Yes. Uh... Yeah. So, like, does that mean that trans lesbians are dual-wielding swords and knives?
1: Yeah, I think so. Anyway, shall we use the podcast now?
0: <laughs> Is this enough of a cold open? Have we done, like, a really, really good? Cold- oh, I can hear the man speaking about worms now. He's fading into the audio. <laughs> 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 Talking about how not to attract the worm.
1: Oh, yeah, that's him. Fat Boy Slim, here to tell us about worm safety. Have
2: you ever heard "Weapon of Choice" before listening to the university opening? Only I only asked. Is that
0: what that song is called? Yes,
2: that is what the song that is called. That sounds more
0: like a like a like a trap song or something than a... I,
2: I guess because Fat Boy Slim is a, a Briton, whose name is Norman. It's much more likely that... Did you know his name is Norman?
0: No, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was one person. I thought that was a group. <laughs>
2: he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a man. he's a producer guy. Uh, he's a one-person... Um, and he's, like, I think he's probably, like, very embarrassing. Like, there's, like, the generation of people who got really famous in the 1990s for making quote-unquote dance music.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you dance to it, it's dance music. Okay? True,
2: well, yeah. That is tr- divisive, but
0: true.
1: Device.
2: I mean, in the video of a Weapon of Choice, uh, Christopher Walken does tap dancing and then flies around an abandoned hotel. Well, that sounds, oh, well, it's I iconic.
0: now he's Christopher for dancing.
1: <laughs> boo! Boo! <laughs> Reprimand. Okay.
0: Alexa, cold open the voice of trance.
1: <laughs> Alexa, cold open the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: Alexa, play export audio. <laughs>
2: Them. I'm Josie. I'm the Chancellor of the University. I'm not really 100% sure what a Chancellor is, actually. Four episodes in... They're like the person who runs the
1: thing, I think. They're the person who like runs the head thing. Like but for a, a
2: university. Okay, that's fine. Um, my pronouns, is she, her? Uh, thank you.
0: Uh, I'm Nora. Uh, I am the substitute teacher of the University. I'm just subbing today. Uh, and my pronouns are she, her, and Z's in.
1: And she's here. I'm here. We have a guest. Hello. First guest.
0: Hello. Thank you for inviting me onto this good, good podcast.
1: Yes, thank you for coming onto our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's, I'm very glad to have you. We're going to talk about stuff, but probably mostly not June, because I know what it's like when you're on other people's podcasts.
0: What? Well, hey, well, <laughs> be nice to me.
1: <laughs> I'll be nice to you.
0: I've just read these chapters before hopping on. It's fresh in my brain box. Ooh,
1: what's what's fresh for you in your brain box? UA yep,
0: is fresh. Um, and uh, remote control helicopters.
1: <laughs> I think I missed remote control helicopters. <laughs> yeah, I was just going <laughs> to say, I
2: don't think I read anything about remote control helicopters. You,
0: y'all, y'all didn't read about how Paul owned a remote control helicopter with his bare hands?
1: Oh! Yes, it was more like a remote control needle that he earned with his bare hands. Yeah, but it's
0: fun to say helicopter.
1: It is It is a better joke to say helicopter. <laughs> I'm sorry for caring about facts. Uh, yes, um, how do we begin this podcast? We read the thing, we don't we? We read the we?
2: quotation, we summarise the chapter, and then we talk about it, and then, uh, you know, amusing.
1: Um, Who would like the great honour of reading the quotation? Well,
2: Nora, if you would like to read it, we would be honoured to accommodate. <coughs> we would be very pleased honor.
1: if you would read the quotation. Yes.
0: Yue! Yue! goes the refrain. A million deaths were not enough for Yue!
2: From A Child's History of Mwadib by the Princess Irulan.
0: Thank you, Princess Arolon. <laughs>
2: Thank you, Princess. It's very
1: good that this is in a children's
2: book. A thousand <laughs> deaths. It also implies that this is from like a folk song and the refrain of the folk song is a million deaths were not enough for you, eh? Which is extremely funny. It's just like, okay, th- this is fine. Oh, good. I love it. Um. I mean it's been pretty f- well foreshadowed to us in previous chapters that Yue is um gonna betray the Atreides in some kind of yeah, horrible way. It's
1: been explained like three times.
0: So would you say he's going to betray <laughs> Ah,
1: Betray these nuts.
0: <laughs> Damn, I was about to say knock knock. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who's there? Atreides. Atreides who? Atreides Nuts!
0: <laughs> Sorry, I can't do the Sans voice.
1: I can't believe this is Interstitial Season 2. Um.
0: <laughs> Interstitial Season 3 coming soon to export audio. <laughs> yeah. that, maybe that's a joke, maybe it's not.
1: Quote is from a children's book which feels like... I mean, I guess we have children's songs about death... Already, currently, like "Ring a Ring of Roses," etc., etc.
2: But oh, can Nora can regarding "Ring a Ring of Roses"? Could you settle something? Just a a point of curiosity for me. In England, we say a tissue, a tissue, we all fall down. Is that what you say in "Ring a Ring of Roses"? As an American, you... you know this song. around
0: or... the rosy, pockets full of posy. Ashes, ashes, we See, all. See, ashes, fall ashes, down.
2: ashes. Oh, that's worse. Is huh? like <laughs> very metal and very scary. Because we all say a tissue, a tissue, a tissue, a tissue,
1: which makes it seem like you're maybe dying of like pneumonia or something. But ashes, ashes is like oh, you're already Did
0: dead. You you're today? super dead. All down. Do you want to talk about Dune? <laughs> Yeah.
1: So, I mean, who would like to summarise the chapter? Um, I imagine that Josie will do one and I will do one. Josie, which one would you like to do?
2: I mean, they're they're fairly simplistic chapters as far as plot goes, which is good. Um, because I yeah. think last recording that we just, you know, just failed yeah. out of so hard.
1: Um, yeah, we tried to explain things, and then we oh. had a fight, and then we talked about how Nora and Ale were good for, like, five minutes, and yeah, then <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> we ended the recording. Um,
2: yeah, I mean...
0: And now uh, I'm here.
2: Hello. As if, here. as if summoned by the sound of her name, ah, she appears. Not ma- not very many things happen in this chapter, which is great. Um, Hooray! Thank God. So, I mean, Jessica talks to Yue about a variety of things. Um, Tell me what the things are. Um... Well, he he on purpose calls her the wrong name because he forgets to use her honorific because in an act of like subterfuge. So if he is acting weird throughout the rest of the conversation, then she won't notice. Sneaky. Um, then he either did too
1: too little detail or too
2: much. Huh? Keep going. Uh, yeah. So they they talk about they talk about. Um, uh, the people, the people of the planet Arrakis, having recently landed, and how they're all weird, and how they resent the um, the Atreides for using all the water. Um, and that's which you wouldn't. I mean, obviously, the trade are like wildly privileged.
1: They're like what and entitled. Don't like to be colonized. Like they have
2: they have par They have trees. They like these date palms outside of their house. And each date palm uses as much water per day as five people. And they have twenty twenty date palms. It's like wild. Then, what else? They talk about various dangers and the ways of the Harkonnen and whatever, and then they look at Paul as he's sleeping, um, and they...
1: Jessica looks at her son and wants to give him a hug, but doesn't.
2: Yeah, Jessica, I mean, I do... F- Jessica is my favourite character so far. I do love Jessica. She does have, appears to have a bit of nuance and feeling and sort of emotions and things, which is great. Um, Yui does as well. Yeah, okay. Um, he has emotions they... of sadness. Then, then Yui and Jessica yell at each other about water, and... Tell each other to sort of fuck off a bit about talking about it all the time. Um, and then do de dare, various other things. Orientalist racist description of Yue and his up-angled cheeks and dark sequins of almond his eyes. butter-coloured skin. Gross. Bad. Gross. Gross. Um, Gross. And then they talk about the Duke and whether he is a nice person or not. Um, and whether they love each other or not. Um, and they talk about the spice and whether it's good or bad or normal, um, and then
1: <laughs> or just regular.
2: <laughs> and then that's pretty much that's pretty much it. They do have an interesting conversation
1: about like making the Duke Jessica making the Duke marry her and what that would mean. But yeah, that's what happens in the chapter, pretty much. Do you think? So they just have, they have a conversation.
2: Yeah, they have a, they have a conversation, and it's very exposition. Um, And
1: lots of feelings happened. Yeah. I mean,
2: I quite liked it as a chapter. I thought it was fairly emotionally revealing. It was also not like not enough happened in it that it would cause my brain to just explode in terms of... Just
1: to get really big and smart.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I, I don't know what's happened to me. I was extremely able to synthesize things at the beginning of recording this podcast nearly a month ago. And now I'm just like... Yeah.
1: I think chapters six and seven broke us, but we'll we'll tackle them again tomorrow. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, Nora, what did you think of this chapter?
0: I forgot. I forgot that Dune hops around in perspective so much. Yeah. Um, I forgot that it is like this sort of omniscient epic narration, like the way that it introduces different characters' thoughts in this dialogue feels like a narrator on a stage.
2: Yeah, which is interesting. I mean, we've yeah. talked a bit before about how Dune um, is quite theatrical, um, and you kind mm-hmm. of have this rotation of characters, and they all get their opportunity to have a to the audience, which is quite nice. Because in the last chapter, it was Jessica who got got to have, you know, kind of thoughts. 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 Yep, <laughs>
1: thoughts. <laughs> so wow a woman with thoughts yeah. so- <laughs> um
0: also just like the dramatic irony at play here yeah, because they really bo- like there's a moment at the end where Jessica almost goes in and like and demands that Yue tell her what he's hiding and she doesn't do it cuz she's yeah. like oh she feels i don't sorry. want to like embarrass him and then there's like a moment where he almost tells her what's going on and he forces it back and, yeah, we just see both of their uh, interpretations of the scene.
1: Yeah. Which I think is really interesting, because it forces you to imagine it from both of the, their perspectives and to uh, mm-hmm. think about knowledge and the sort of political play that goes on, probably, in every uh, noble house of this universe all the time.
2: See, I think it's a very self-satisfied move by Frank to be like, ah! Oh, but yeah! Subjectivity! Oh! You know? <laughs>
0: I just like if Dune was written in twenty nineteen, Yue's betrayal would be like the end of season one, you know? Like it would be a, a big twist at the end of the book or whatever.
2: <laughs> if if this was written by George R. R. Martin, then, you know, this would be
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um also how many jokes have you all made about the suck school?
2: None. Not very just, many. Do you wanna make I just some? wanna like
0: gauge the audience, like uh where do I get a silver suck school ring? Like how how do I <laughs> How do I? Who do I learn from <laughs> at the suck school to get the silver ring? To get the suck ring. The suck ring. Yes.
2: <laughs> I mean, see. Unfortunately, I was pronouncing it in my head with a long, long u and u sound. Yeah. Sook. So suck. 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 school.
1: But suck does have a lot more joke potential, um, and
2: therefore Nora wins again. I mean, Nora is clearly sort of like optimized to make these. She's the princess of jokes, Josie. <laughs> Okay, thank you, Nora. <laughs> thank you, Nora.
0: <laughs> Lady, Lady Honora of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Honora of jokes. Um, <laughs> also, have y'all gotten into the content mind that is Duke Jared Leto at all? Is that
2: I try not to think about Ger- Jared Leto wherever possible. So I just don't like him. I don't find him good.
0: He doesn't seem like a good person.
2: He is a bit of a nasty man. Nasty
1: man.
0: He does seem like sort of a nasty yeah, man. Yeah, I
2: think he is a nasty man. Who Duke Duke Lato or Jared Leto? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the same person.
2: How dare in the, in the movie he he's been cast and he's Oscar Isaac, so he therefore is canonically a beautiful, hmm. sexy man. Exactly, tiny beautiful, tiny sexy beautiful, man. sexy man. We love him, and not Jared Leto, who is unbelievably uncharismatic. I, yeah. f- fuck Jared Lato.
1: Who likes traitors in narratives? Do you like traitors Sorry, them just I'm just like unreasonably angry. Sorry, I interrupted your <laughs> anger with my irrelevant thoughts about the plot and the book. Oh, oh. Ray, you should learn to keep those to yourself. I know. Um, Traitors in in fiction. In epics. Traitors. Traitors.
2: Uh, well, epics are full of traitors, man. You've got, um, what's his name? The one who does the trick with the horse in the Iliad? <laughs> I don't know that guy? Ah, in, Troy. Um it's been a while since I have read
0: uh, anything.
2: The, anything. It's been a while since I've read anything. Actually, I think um there's a a much fuller dis- discussion about the trick with the horse in um the Aeneid. Um I did a lot of studying of the Aeneid about 4 years ago. I
0: I haven't read it, but I do have a copy of a book of that like within reach of me right now. Oh
2: that's great. Could you um uh, I was just going to ask you if you could look up something.
0: Translation of John Dryden, illustrated with the woodcuts of Johann Groningen. Oh that's
2: really interesting. You've got the Dryden translation. Is it? Um is it a little bit dense? Is it verse or is it prose? It's very, yes. very verse. Yeah. It's very is it, verse. Does it rhyme? That's why I
0: never read it, because when I read things in verse, the rhythm, like, drills itself into my brain and I can't concentrate just on the go, words anymore.
2: And dum da da dum da da dum da 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 without understanding what's happened. Yeah. Exactly, Which copy
0: yes. of the
1: Iliad do you think is the bottom? What? If that one's a verse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Could you fuck off a little bit,
1: please? Ray? I'm sorry. Do you know which one is the
2: top? Right, the the bottoms are the the Fagles translations. Obviously, uh-huh. they're okay. the they're the um, gayest ones. Prose translation forever, if you ask me, um, because you can just get into the actual words used in the order that they were. Yeah, used Yeah, you can in. like read it. Yeah, you that can stuff. read it as opposed to when it's in verse, where you can't fucking read it or understand it. You have to sing it. Um,
0: Arms and the men I sing Who forced by fate And haughty Juno's unrelenting hate Expelled and exiled Left the Trojan shore That's kind of beautiful see, I'm though. just reading it out loud I, I locked myself into the rhythm And it sucks Yeah, because you
2: just You got you got there And then you couldn't stop You were like I'm going well, to have to read Well, if you walk
1: without rhythm Then you won't attract the worm So Nora,
2: stop attracting the worm <laughs> I'm attracted the worm Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Can I get eaten and die? slurp 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 i mean canonically in dune the worms have gigantic teeth and many of them so crunch but yes crunch crunch crunch, crunch. but yes sinon sinon is a is a traitor uh in uh the aeneid uh mm-hmm. he pretends pretends to have deserted the greeks and um gets captured on purpose by the trojans um and then uh he tells them that the horse is great and that it's so big that they wouldn't be able to move it into the city uh and then if when they move it into the city then they can't lose to the the greeks because it's such a good horse um and then they move it into the city and then all the men come out and fuck everyone up yes the famous story and sinon is like he's very he's very feminine he's very effeminized um and i like the writing i can't remember anything about it at all anymore unfortunately but the writing about sinon and the characterization of him and the the way that they talk about his body and the kind of untrustworthiness and blurriness of the the lines that contain him mm-hmm. as a a, a, so a man feminine, and as a creature exactly um i mean it's all very misogynist um but it is also very good yeah um and when great. you
0: trot without wi- rhythm you won't attract the horse
2: yes Ha-ha. Ha-ha. Mm. Ha-ha. <laughs> um. um i mean another thing and another thing um is that i think somewhere in in these chapters um they talk about a place called carfag and i was like ah do you not mean Carthage? or Carthage which is where Dido is from in the Aeneid
1: oh I can't believe I said the Iliad instead of the Aeneid I was like tossing it up on which one it was but (laughs) I was a fool all along if you were going to cast Adam Driver as somebody in um June who would it
2: be? Ray? you know I'm obsessed with Adam Driver yeah who would it be? I don't I haven't I haven't identified anyone who's sort of weird and long enough (laughs)
0: Well, now, it doesn't Harkonnen have a son that's... Oh, one? you
1: know Fied
2: what? Ruther. I think that's good.
1: I think he uh, makes good Faid. Faid. I mean, in the... Adam Driver in multiple... In his many leotards.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How many
1: leotards could fit on an
2: Adam Driver?
0: On a Kylo Ren. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if Adam Driver were leotards, would he wear them like this or like this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you say that the... That the actual... That, like... Herbert's writing style is dry or...
2: I mean, I don't think it is always dry. I just think it can be... Sometimes it's very interesting, but it just has lots of like there's like
1: always 500 words between the good bits and it's like, why can't all your words be good,
0: <laughs> Frank? I remember y'all talking about the first chapter and like oh yeah, that's Dune. That's Dune yep. that I know. That's everyone who talks about Dune only reads the first chapter. <laughs> yeah!
2: Yeah! <laughs> The first <laughs> chapter has all the best shit. <laughs> I mean, another thing. Another thing that I found out while I was doing my Googles yes. for this episode is that my do- my, I was Googling things up. You were Googling.
0: Tips my Google.
2: Yes. <laughs> my Google. Uh, I, I, I found out a thing about the Mentats. The famous Mentat thing. The Mentat mantra. Mm-hmm. The Mentatra mm-hmm. is... Um, was made up by david lynch it's only in the it's only in the film and it's not in the book and it's my favorite thing and it's the only thing what's the mental um, thing that david lynch did it is by will alone i set my mind in motion it is by the juice of Safo that thoughts acquire speed the lips acquire stains the stains become a warning it is by will alone i set my mind in motion did
1: you
0: read that or did you learn that
2: I, it came out of my brain i'm sorry <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> cool i think something that's very dune um and maybe this is a Symptom of of like the era it's written in, but Dune isn't cool, and it doesn't no, try cool. to be cool. Mm.
2: No, and it doesn't have any sex in it, and it doesn't have any. No one says anything cool. It's extremely Nobody not says sexy. Fuck.
1: No one says fuck. No one fucks.
2: No one's edgy.
0: No one has like a cool thing, or like the technology is all very specific and functional. Yeah, and none of it's it very is very like, fuddy
2: duddy. But it's it's the it's it's a golden age of sci-fi product. And so it was only for proper nerd Proper
1: nerds. Idiot nerds who didn't like fun. Who wouldn't
2: care about people being cool. Yeah, exactly. They only wanted to not have fun. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's what being a nerd is, they think. You're not a real gamer until you don't have fun. <laughs> exactly. Um Um what was Nora gonna say?
0: Uh, I think that's that's it. Like if like <laughs> Okay, cool. Like I don't know this feels like I'm I'm curious how you make a Dune adaptation in 2020 or whenever that's going to happen. Like
2: Well, Denis Villeneuve is making it and he is very good at sucking the life out of everything. Um, in a good way or a bad way? See, in the, <laughs> he I mean, did you see? Did you uh, did you see... Arri- I think Arrival is one of his. Oh, okay. I liked Arrival. You know Arrival? <laughs> I fucking hated Arrival. Oh! I was like, this is the least fun I've ever had.
1: I liked Arrival because it was interesting, but it wasn't like
0: bloodless stunning. and dull. I have a, I have a great Arrival story.
1: Yeah? Oh, tell us. Tell I us. I watched
0: it on a plane and I really liked it. I really liked that movie a lot. Um, <laughs> and really? here's the thing. Until the... Because like... It sort of auto plays. Um, so I just turn it on as, as the plane was, was going and like the logos were going. Uh-huh. And until the end of the movie, when the title card arrival shows up, I thought <laughs> I was watching Interstellar. Another movie I hadn't seen. And I was waiting for Matt Damon to show up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's so fun but no Jeremy Re- Jer-
2: well I mean Jeremy Renner the small the poor man's Matt Damon Jeremy
1: Renner the pug of a man was in it instead <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy
2: Renner or whoever was in it Jeremy Renner was again like startlingly uncharismatic um, yeah he was not sexy nobody had any charisma cool. in that film Amy Adams was beautiful and quiet and lovely but, but nobody fucked in that film nobody fucked I mean and... just
0: metaphorically. Star Wars The Phantom Menace was released in nineteen. I was just going to suggest
1: uh The Last Jedi <laughs> but...
0: <laughs> same same movie Your favorite I think if you film. play them at the same time you'll see that they're basically the same movie. Uh-huh. I, I see. mean I
2: not I'm not a deep enough Star Star Wars person to know when they're making sort of like intertextual like references to one another cuz as far as I'm concerned, I feel like you could show me any Star Wars movie and tell me that it's any Star Wars movie. And be and like, yep. I believe you. Yep. This is fine. These these happen in any order. Um, well... All the, pic- all the characters are vaguely the same character. We have the and... honor
1: to be in the presence of a prequels like her. So...
2: Ah! Yeah. Yeah. Jar Jar Binks! Jar Jar Binks! Wars like
0: Did you know yeah. that, that Jar Jar Binks almost was uh, Michael Jackson in Prosthetics.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
0: Almost.
2: <laughs> oh, Jesus.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> That's... I don't know what feelings to have about that.
2: <laughs> no.
0: One time, George Lucas took the guy who played Jar Jar to meet Michael Jackson and introduced him as Jar Jar. Uh, and then okay. told that guy that, you know, we almost did... Uh, let me <clears throat> You know, uh, we al- we almost uh, cast Michael here for the for the role. And the-
2: I mean, your George Lucas impression, while I'm sure is flawless, is completely lost <laughs> on me, and also probably Ray. Yeah,
0: I don't want to say anything. Well, but there's other people listening. Um. Anyway, yeah, he just introduced the guy to Michael Jackson just to tell him that we almost cast Michael Jackson as. Jar Jar and also introduced him as Jar Jar instead of his real human name? Seems dehumanizing. Anyway, I love Star Wars and I really like the prequels also.
1: That's cool. I was trying to find a thread that would allow me to talk about Kylo Ren and encourage Nora and Josie also to talk about Kylo Ren but there wasn't one so I'm just shoehorning in here.
0: Okay. Kylo Ren. Garbage Boy Stinkman. Garbage Boy Stinkman.
2: 'Cause I kind of unfortunately I sort of do like only because only because he's Adam Driver in sure. uh ideal Adam Driver state, which is Sans facial hair. And...
0: So when Force Awakens came out, I was mm. like, Oh wow, Kylo Ren, this is my new favourite character.
2: Ah, okay. Um, That's interesting. Like previously
0: it had been Asajj Ventress who is like this really cool futch lesbian assassin. Great. Um She's, she's bald and she's always wearing makeup and she's like got two lightsabers. Cool. And she's goth and she's Uh, a witch also. Um, it's, it's all very good. Anyway, um, I loved Kylo Ren in the first movie in The Force Awakens and I loved that he was this weird, like, he was a Vader fanboy. Um, he was not just like recreating a Darth Vader because he was like trying to do that in the story. This is very basic. I, u- I understand. I understand
2: what you mean, though, and that is a very cogent observation.
0: And also, I thought that his performance in that first movie was just very, very good. And it then was. I, <sighs> my feelings about this are mm-hmm. very nebulous at the moment. But I, 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 I found that there were a lot of people who very much liked kylo ren but did not acknowledge that he is yeah. a terrible man
2: Ah, uh so they didn't uh. approach him from a critical right standpoint. they didn't like yeah you know he-
0: um, kylo ren is
1: he is a fuckboy and a space nazi
0: yes yeah. uh he's not a space nazi until a technic okay so he's not actually a space <gasps> nazi until he becomes yeah, but the he is leader
1: with the space Nazis and, but a school he is people. one
0: of those characters who's like he's too yeah. much of a special boy to uh. like engage with politics personally, so he's like a Harry Potter in that way, whereas like this person doesn't actually ever have to as, like express any uh, ideology about the material yeah. world that they live in, so like
2: yeah. except sort of like a general blanket supremacy.
0: Yeah, Yeah. he's just, he's just very authoritative, but he, he doesn't actually seem to buy into any sort of ideology at all, other than I'm very good and I deserve good things.
2: Which is also, by the way, Paul of Dune. Hooray, parallels. Parallels.
0: (laughs) I think there's a, I think there's a direct, direct like lineage yeah. from Paul. I'm really to interested Kylo in Ren. hearing more.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I wish I, I wish I had watched them more closely so that I could join in with this. I, I did go and see both the, the, the new ones in the, in the movie theater.
1: In the, c- so the cinema. Uh, the, the cinema. The cinema. The, the cinema. Uh,
2: El teatro de cinema. Yeah. The teatro del movie. Um. <laughs> I mean, my my feelings about Kylo Ren extend only to this point and no further that there was a guy who wrote an op-ed about Adam Driver um and it's just so horny for Adam Driver I took, <laughs> I took screenshots of, of it and I I treasure I treasure these phrases in my heart and I can like probably recite them to you with read mistakes. Herself. but I've I have I have I I have um these are screenshots from Screenshot. 13th and 14th of December 2017 uh-huh um what does Kylo Ren want, as ever, the close-ups on driver's face are gorgeous? He is never the Easter Island statue of hardness that it is possible to misremember. He is tremulous, unsure of himself, like an unhappy teenager, and his mouth seems almost on the point of trembling with tears. That breathy, resonant voice is unmistakable from <laughs> even from behind a neoveda mask, and then he goes on to describe him as like a sexually predatory satan which yes this is yes. so good <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> I mean also he does say something about um which is not about Kylo Ren but it is about um his uh, movie paterson or probably paterson I don't know um but let me let me just let me just read it because it's important to me um Adam Driver's person is robust, candid, ingenious, without side, as the English say. We don't. Or, as American soldiers say, he is squared away. That equine, distinguished face is far Hmm? from the villainy (laughs) of the new Star Wars movies. (laughs) He sometimes looks as if he could be any age from 27 down to 17. It is an open and generous face, clouding heartbreakingly at the moment of loss, clearing wonderfully at a final, mysterious, serendipitous encounter. He has never been... More beguiling as an actor, right?
0: So cool. I will say Kylo Ren is thirty-one. <laughs> um, now, the reason oh, that I, I mentioned so that sad. I had like nebulous feelings about Kylo Ren was because uh-huh. about people shipping Kylo Ren and Ray. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. that's and bad. Just, so, like, Kylo Ren is thirty-one and Ray is nineteen.
1: Yeah, He's
0: da- which. I will say is exactly the same age difference between Han Solo and Leia. Uh, and that's mm.
2: that's so bad. That is extremely.
0: It's, I don't. I don't. I don't personally like it. I understand the whole like uh, uh, wanting to fuck a monster thing, but but yeah. I'm <laughs> not here to think yuck I any yums. Stand the, for it. Yeah, I mean, they
2: shouldn't even have put them in the sa in that predicament. They shouldn't have sort of made it so there could be an a, a, a erotic tension between that. them because their dynamic is really interesting in the film like without
1: the the blemish of raylo it they yeah, have the a stain. really interesting like relationship and a really interesting yeah. conflict between them they but do, no they do, do a
2: lot of sort of you know they put their hands up towards each other's hands and they gaze into each other's eyes and it is a bit like <laughs> i don't know and then also when they do that great Scene that is soundtracked in my mind and everyone's by the Britney Spears song Toxic, where they fight the 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 guys who are all red, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and that's great. That's very I've, good. Uh,
0: the Praetorian Guards. Thank you. Uh- thanks, <laughs> thanks, Laura. The, the mm-hmm.
2: Praetorian Guards are a real Roman thing. I think that's just lazy writing on the behalf of um, Star Trekman.
0: Star, Trek- Star Warsman. <laughs> JJ Abrams. Star,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Star Warsman. Although he is also Star Trekman.
1: Can I read something from chapter eight of Dune?
0: So I just wanted to talk a little bit more about Kylo Ren.
1: Okay. Yes, <laughs> you can, please.
0: <laughs> I just think that Rey and-, and Kylo have like a very cool dynamic and I personally don't like reading it as romantic, but no. I think they have like they play off each other very well. Yeah. And they interestingly, do. and I'm I I also just I don't want them to try and give Kylo no. Ren a redemption arc.
1: No, no, he doesn't need or deserve one to be an interesting character.
0: Yes, correct. Thank you. This is, this concludes my Star Wars segment on your Dune podcast. <laughs> I have a Star Wars fanfic podcast.
1: It's good, actually.
0: It's very good.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I I've been sort of thinking about what we've talked about and it's all very good and I'm not going to cut any of it out so I thought maybe I'll just read one bit from chapter 8 and then we can move on to chapter 9 where one thing happens and then we can do more talking about other stuff
2: Okay, I mean I think we would be doing chapter 8 and chapter 9 dirty to not talk about them a little bit more Um, They are good because I think we do get some good character
1: Yeah, and there's some good quotes there's some really good quotes there's two good quotes I like but I wanted to talk about um... I wanted to talk about how Jessica um, talks about Leto. Uh, she says, Besides Wellington, the Duke is really two men. One of them I love very much. He's charming, witty, considerate, tender, everything a woman could desire. But the other man is cold, callous, demanding, selfish. As hard and cruel as a winter wind. That's the man shaped by the father. Her face See, contorted. I'm so
2: interested to hear about the backstory with Jessica and Leto and their dad. Uh, his dad.
1: If only that old man died when my duke was born.
2: And then her face is, like, contorted right? with rage at this point, which...
1: Yeah, she hates him so much. And it's, it's, it's really interesting to think about, like, um, how, like, you know, generational hurt and how behaviors that are probably caused by distress are enacted upon like, you know, the next generation that they then enact themselves, even if by nature they're like, you know, calm and tender and considerate and charming and witty.
2: I like how that June, especially the stuff around the um Atreides family, the Atreides line, is sort of spiked with um Aeschylus ideas about contamination and curse And um, fate, and when you do bad things, the bad things echo down the line of the family forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever until you know two hundred thousand million years in the future, where the people are still alive and still doing stuff, and the curse is still there,
1: and still hurting each other, and like you know, being rulers and leaders in like devastatingly harmful patriarchal ways. And that's how oppression works. That's how trauma works. It's doing work. No, I know. June's not woke, we're just we are. We're,
2: we're, queering, we're queering June and we're decolonizing we're June. We're
1: queering June by making it
2: hashtag woke. Yes.
0: Do you want to talk about the feud?
2: Yeah. The feud, the feud.
0: capital letters.
1: The old feud. the old
0: feud. The old feud. The old feud from which there is a clear, like, good side and a clear bad side.
1: I know. But I it is interesting that um because I haven't read them but I listened to a podcast about some of the the prequel books and the the good side and the bad side is reversed in the prequel books. So the the Atreides are bad and ah, the how could good. Um but also this book does have a really interesting lack well, not interesting, a really pronounced lack of moral ambiguity. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because like this book just has. I'm going to tell you this story. These are the p- these are the pieces on the board. These are the roles that they serve. This is objective like truth of the story. Yeah, I I say that having not read chapters one through seven. That's absolutely, before fo- this. I mean,
1: I, and I mean, I wonder whose truth this is. From what perspective? I mean, is this Paul truth?
0: knows truth, so it's Paul's truth.
2: Yeah.
1: Is it Paul's truth through the lens of Princess Irulan? Through the lens of scholars? Through the lens of
2: history. I mean, and I think that this is yeah. interesting in that it's 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 a it's a history within the within a history and then also within the greater context of Capital H history. Whether or not you are able to discern who is who is good? Who is bad? Who is right? Who is wrong? You can only discern who is great and who is not great, and who changed the world and who doesn't. Sure. It's very Herodotus, the histories, as I keep saying, and I yeah. will never stop saying. Um, and I should go and read Herodotus so I can back up my claims eventually one day, maybe. Uh, if I can, you read it once, if I can bear my, if I can bear.
0: I know yeah. that we've been like very on topic. Can I make one aside uh-huh, here?
2: Yeah.
0: Do, do y'all's editions have the dedication at the
2: front? Uh no. Oh, oh, yes. Yes, uh, it does. To, to
0: the to the people <laughs> whose labours go beyond ideas into the realm of real materials, to the dry land ecologists, wherever they may be in whatever time they work, this effort at prediction is dedicated in humility and admiration. So he, it's,
2: it's like, I mean, people do talk about Dune as being like an ecological saga. Uh, it's not... It's yeah, and Frank Herbert
1: was an ecologist. I think that was his, like, he was a journalist and he worked in ecology and he was like, working on growing like growing plants in desert land to like um So he's already a desert fetishist there yeah, he was already, like, someone who was kind of trying to terraform the desert, and I don't know how much he, like, actually consulted with the people who lived there about uh, it, or if that was just, typical. I'd have to do some more research about the project that he was doing. I mean, but, yeah. in the
2: back of my book, it does tell you all of the jobs that Frank Herbert did have, and can I just, can I read them to you? Oh. Because it makes him sound like, um, yes, please. sort of, I don't know, like. A man, a man who has lived many lives, <laughs> a
1: Renaissance man. Exactly.
2: was Was born in Tacoma, Washington. And educated at the University of Washington, Seattle. He worked a wide variety of jobs, including TV cameraman, radio commentator, oyster diver, jungle survival instructor, lay analyst, creative writing teacher, reporter, and editor of several West Coast newspapers before becoming a full time writer. Ah, so yeah. you know, it's like he. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff, and he has the beard to prove it. He's a millennial. He's a, he's a early early exponent of the gig economy. He was doing all these things at once on uh, an app.
0: Yeah, I'm just like picturing the modern version of that. That's like multiple different jobs, and then like a podcaster until the, until he became a full time content creator.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the McElroys,
0: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> The McElroy's are the Frank Herbert of the 21st One century. One day
2: they will be the Frank Herberts of the future. I mean, uh, can I read you the names of some of other of Frank Herbert's books? He is the, also the author of some 20 other books. How did you have the time for. See, this is ha- why Julie. He,
1: a- he wrote books while his wife had to work and she really wanted to write, but she couldn't because he was writing and they didn't have any money. So he basically
2: cheated Thank her you, out of his Frank dreams Herbert. to
1: write some books.
2: Include, books including The Jesus Incident, ah, the, Desar- Jesus. A Desardi, the Desardi Experiment, and Destination Void. <laughs> All very 1960s, 70s sci-fi. We
0: don't talk about The Jesus Incident. <laughs> Not since The Jesus Incident.
2: I think we need to do a, a podcast limited series about reading The Jesus Incident.
1: Um, can I? Can we continue to talk about the old feud? Because I was going to read a thing and then everybody started talking about stuff. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
2: okay, okay, read the old feud.
1: So, okay. um, this quote says, the Baron cannot forget that Leto is a cousin of the royal blood, no matter what the distance, while the H- Harkonnen titles came out of the Chome pocketbook. But the poison in him, deep in his mind, is the knowledge that an Atreides had a Harkonnen banished for cowardice after the Battle of Corinne. Um so that's the old feud presumably. Mm-hmm. Um That's
2: why the Harkonnen and the Atreides don't like each other? Not yeah. just because they're good or good and bad?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, not just because they're good and bad. The good Atreides bad. did something. I think it's interesting that this the cause of this feud hasn't been completely ob- obfuscated by history and I wonder if it would have been more interesting if it had just disappeared and the few just existed
2: i mean i think frank herbert was sort of you know afflicted with with a serious case of doing the most yeah I just did the most
1: all a the time. serious case of doing the most
2: like <laughs> they were like okay i must explain everything all the time to everybody going back hundreds of thousands of years and yep. going forward in the future hundreds of thousands of years also it's a good um, book Rather than leave anything, rather than leave anything to anyone's imagination, they would just put it down in words, so people couldn't, you know, people could know a little bit more about the universe.
0: So what you're saying is that Frank Herbert would have contributed to a lot of wikis.
2: Yeah, he would, he would. have done. I think *Dune* *Dune* is is a wiki more than a book. This book has does the typical sci fi fantasy thing of having a, a map and a glossary and appendices in the back, and it just. There's a part of me, although I am also a person who loves to do the most, um, just thinks, could you just trust trust me a little bit to work something things yeah, out please. From, from context, yeah. rather than just being like, well, this is this, Let and this is this, and this comes from this, and is this. So this bit um, here
1: says... Um... Uh, the old feud trapped him and these people were part of that poisonous thing. The irony was that such deadliness mm. should come to flower here on Arrakis, the one source in the universe of melange, the prolonger of life, the giver of health. But that's, that's interesting that, like, um, he says, isn't it ironic that, you know, this corruption is brought to Marac- Arrakis, the source of, you know, the life giver spice? But Arrakis mm. is like a death space.
2: A a barren, barren, like torturous planet. Like it's it's worse than the prison planet, (laughs) the canonical prison planet.
0: But it has a very healthy crop of money. Money,
2: yeah. Uh It
1: was like that's what I found interesting. That his thought immediately went to like the the thing that the product of the planet, rather than what the planet is actually like to live
2: on. But you know, she. Jessica does say, you know, you are saying this crazy thing to me about Arrakis being the place where the wellspring of life and you're patently wrong. I mean, she does not say it in as many r- words, but she just say, what the fuck? She says, immediately after the bit that you read, she says, what are you thinking? <laughs> and then he says, I am thinking that the spice brings 620,000 solaris, the decagram, on the open market right now. That is wealth to buy many things. Just, just so you know that it's Wellington? money, not greed. What then? He shrugged. Futility. He. <laughs> uh, and then they talk about what spice tastes like, um, and which she is says cinnamon, like cinnamon. which is bullshit. Which is dull. There's other ones. And then they talk about. He essentially says, uh, the, the, "The the 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 spice." It says, melange. "Variety is the spice of life." I know. And fuck then it. it says- and then um, it's just—it's very bad. It's not good. Wait, does um,
0: does the phrase "variety is the spice of life" is that a Dune reference?
2: It's—I no. n- think it predates Dune. I think he just is like winkingly winks yeah. about it.
1: He says, "He says it tastes like cinnamon, but never since cinnamon, <laughs> cinnamon, C- but C- never C- twice the same." <laughs> It's like life. It presents a different face each time you take it. Some uh. hold that the spice produces a learned flavor reaction. The body, learning a thing is good for it, interprets the flavor as pleasurable, slightly euphoric, and like life, never to be truly synthesized. Which, okay. You could have said that in
0: like three words, but okay. Every time you taste it, it tastes different and also good.
1: And also good, because it, you know, make it make you high.
0: Online. That's all you need.
2: High on the spice of life. Yep. I mean, I did also see a tweet about mélange being a, a translation of the French word mélange is variety. Even oh. though you know, like, really, it means a mixture, but you know, as in a variety of cheeses, yeah. is could be a cheese mélange. Do you know um, what? I mélange de this. fromage. Variety.
0: <laughs> uh, omelette du mélange.
2: i have other stuff
1: to say about this chapter but it's not very important but what i do want to read is just a line that i was like this one's pretty in the midst of like kind of (laughs) me, just uninspiring stuff Mm. um the too dark sky hung over the slope like a blot and the milky light of the Arakine sun gave the scene a silver cast light like the Chris knife concealed in her bodice, which I thought was cool, actually.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: just, yeah. you know, looking at the sky, I I mean, thinking about the sun.
2: Frank was doing the the Frank thing of mm. writing one good sentence per chapter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like there's at least three good sentences in this chapter.
2: I mean, a- another, another thing I liked about the chapter is that they do kind of get into... The um, uh, what what living with Benegasrit is like mm, because yes, Joe was married yes, yes. to a Benegasrit woman. That is um, interesting, and he 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 notes a couple of things about how he he and just his wife Wana and Jessica are different. Um, so uh, Je- Jessica does not have the full truth say. Um, so she's not able to d- discern absolutely when people are telling the truth. I think that's what that means, maybe. Um, uh to didn't give you her children, um, which she yes. theorises is part of uh, a Bene Gesserit uh, breeding initiative. She wasn't allowed to, um, which is interesting. I mean, the more the more that we read about the Bene Gesserit, with the more that you you kind of uncover about the. Um, The mating index and Mm. all the kind of horrible eugenics, bloodlines type stuff. It's all extremely gross. Um, um, But then they have a sort of discussion about why why hasn't uh, Jessica made the Duke marry her? Um, And then she says about how motivating, I quote, motivating people, forcing them to your will gives you a cynical attitude toward humanity. It degrades everything it it touches. If I made him do ellipses this, then it would not be his doing. So she does have Poor to talk Jessica. she does she does get to retain a bit of humanity. But as a yeah. Benegesserit. But doesn't
0: Your whole deal as like nobility is forcing people to do things. I know no.
2: when it, but when it comes to their personal lives, it's slightly different and more important because it actually causes them to feel things. Well, when I read that, I was like,
1: "Oh, maybe Jessica doesn't like what is happening as a noble, but she kind of doesn't have a choice. Like, she has to continue to survive in this world that mm-hmm. is ruled by people mm-hmm. like Leto Where, like,
2: you just want, you just want Jessica to be good."
1: I, I mean, I, that's what I thought when I read it, and I do like Jessica, but Jessica doesn't have to be a nice person or woke, like, she probably isn't.
2: <laughs> but when I read that, I was like, well, you know, maybe she doesn't like. I think, I think it would be too much to ask for most yeah. of these characters to be conscientious objectors to the regime. Yeah, of. they are rich people. I mean, up up until Paul becomes the the, the messiah and and rides a rides a a, a, a worm yeah. to crush the emperor and yeah. enforce his new world order, which essentially, which eventually also then turns fash, Which I think is roughly sort of what happens. Yeah. Right. Sounds like the narrative of lots
0: of things. I thought he became a worm.
2: <laughs> he does also become a worm. <laughs> Paul has according, become a worm? According to the covers of the books where he becomes a worm.
0: Yeah, he just a big worm. worm with a human face on it.
1: Uh, and guess, the face looks like a God of June. Um, um, yeah, no, it just made me think, like, maybe she's uncomfortable with the amount of manoeuvring and manipulating that the Bene Gesserit does, but because she's a product of that system, there isn't really a way for her to escape it in any way, so, like,
2: it's not like she objects, I mean, I- she's
1: just not entirely comfortable with
2: it my reading was that it was it, it, it was utterly to do with her her personal yeah. life i mean that's um, probably more <laughs> accurate because i think it would be like uh, impressive of frank to for this woman's sort of in perspective to exceed the bounds of the uh the personal domestic and relational just, um, I mean, just
1: this isn't frank's canon this is my canon i'm quoting okay. june
2: <laughs> and i'm gonna fire it
1: Cool. Okay. Great. Yes.
0: <laughs> I'll I'll Sorry. load the cannon.
1: Huh? With I'll
0: aim it at Herbert's gravestone. <laughs> Good.
1: Fuck you, Frank. Kablang. Um. So there's some things I want to talk about here. Um. Mm-hmm. Towards more towards the beginning of the chapter. So Jessica's looking at her beautiful son, and she's talking about. She's thinking about his long lashes and his lime-toned eyes,
2: <laughs> and then lime-toned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. She was suddenly caught, caught by eyes. the idea of
1: genetic traces in her son's features. Her light. Line her lines in eyes and facial outline but sharp touches of the father peering through that outline like maturity emerging from childhood She thought of the boys features as an exquisite distillation out of random patterns the endless cues of happenstance meeting at this nexus which i was like that's interesting doesn't mean anything in terms of the plot or the book but it's interesting
2: and I mean, I was reading in the glossary. There is something about the the mating index, the mating index, which I want to read to you because it, it does shed a little bit of light on the um Bene Gesserit ideas about um Bene Gesserit's scheme of um, breeding people. Yes, I'd love to hear.
1: Jessica sort of is looking at him, and then she says, "What well, delicious abandon in the sleep of the child!" And Louis is like, "Ah, yes." Where did we lose it? I wish we, I wish we could relax like that. And Paul is just fucking pretending to be asleep the whole time. He's just
0: Spoilers.
2: Also, it is like, it's such a basic adult thing to say. I'm like, oh I know. children like, sleep. Oh, he
1: looks so peaceful. I wish oh. that I was that relaxed. But no, he just wants to sneak around and then he almost dies in the next chapter.
2: So, I mean, the mating index is the Bene Gesserit master record of its human breeding program aimed at producing the Kwisatz Haderach. So when she talks about all of these points meeting in a nexus or whatever, they actually, they are. They are. Ah. Because he is the product that the Bene Gesserit mating program was designed to produce. That's gross as hell. It's gross. Uh, I liked that, I mean... All fantasy and sci-fi authors have a weird thing about people's eyes and describing them as orbs. Mm -hmm. I think we have already had people describe people's eyes as orbs in this book. Um, But um, long lashes concealed the lime-toned eyes. But the lashes don't conceal the lime-toned eyes. No, the eyelids do. If he's asleep, surely it's the eyelids. Well, I imagine that he was pretending to sleep, but just very badly.
1: So are kind of like (laughs) half-open, squinting. (laughs)
2: <laughs> instead so of making just... a fake snoring sound <laughs> and he's sort of like napping on his two palms oh, you know, like together underneath his chin like looking angelic like yeah. oh, i'm asleep oh, i'm and jessica's totally convinced by it <laughs> well
0: she doesn't w- have I the full every- truth say
2: well no. well quite i just i really i really want to believe that everyone in this book is a real legit actual dumbo
1: yeah,
0: they're all dumbasses. Just just bimbo planet. Yes. The
1: eighth book in the Dune sextet. Uh, dumbasses Sextet, you say?
0: Thoughts of Dune.
1: Thoughts of Dune! Dumbass thoughts of Dune. <laughs> this um, is good, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think I have any more thoughts about this chapter, but I feel like maybe somebody else does.
2: Uh I have no thoughts ever. Nora, no, do guess.
1: you have any specific things that you liked about this chapter, or phrases that you liked, or things that oh.
2: struck you? How, also, how, how was this as an experience for you, reading it? Did you think it was good?
0: I read it last night at uh-huh. um, t- 10.30 at night, which is far past my bedtime. Yes, it's past uh, my bedtime too. I was still riding the high of Delver, which is yes. a game that I played. Uh, last Buy night. it on it, was... H, everybody. Huh?
1: By by it on itch. Not you, but like the people who are
0: listening. To oh.
2: it. Is issuing an exhortation to our listeners.
0: Oh, oh, Delver? You mean like neitherNora.itch.io yeah. slash Delver? Yeah, like IO slash Delver,
2: like that one, like that. Nora, oh, okay. Nora, for for the elucidation of listeners and me, what is what is Delver, please?
0: Uh, Delver is a role playing game that me and my friend Natalie wrote and published this week.
2: Ah sounds exciting i will go straight away to my nearest supplier of delver and buy a copy for all my friends <laughs> it's just all of a my very friends that i have it's a very, <laughs> a very
0: it's a very ponderous dungeon crawler it's very fun
2: okay i don't know what good. that is but it sounds exciting to <laughs> <laughs> crawl um... around in a dungeon <laughs> that's what you do and then you think about
1: life and memories
2: hmm sounds yeah. ponderous
0: and sometimes you kiss your friends.
2: Great! All fun. of the components needed for an enjoyable night of gaming.
0: <laughs> gaming.
2: <laughs> What's up, um, gamers? Donner's I guess.
0: <laughs> I don't have anything to say about this chapter. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Oh no! There is one one little note.
2: Because mm-hmm.
0: y'all mentioned it in like the first episode. Mm-hmm. About how Arrakis has polar caps. Yeah.
2: Yes! And that's the only source of water. Because the wind blows the water around a little bit, but not very much. Because the air that's is cold. How, and... That's
1: how the and water how... cycle works, I
2: think.
0: When the, <laughs> when you dig for water, there's a little bit of water and then it goes away. Where's yeah. water going? Ah, there's I wonder who's taking
2: the water. I think the worm is drinking it. Yeah, Ooh, I think shrug it's shrug the worm.
0: The shrug. worm is drinking it. When you drink without rhythm
2: <laughs> You
1: won't attract the worm. Maybe the uh maybe the Fremen were just drinking with too much rhythm and then the <laughs> worm was mm. like, Can't have this. That's Slurp.
2: Um grace, But uh do we want to talk about next chapter? Yeah, let's speed run the second chapter. Let's speed run. You it. don't
0: want to spend another hour on the second chapter?
2: <laughs> yeah, I it mean, has been I- that long. This is this is what we do every every week though every time we really get into the first chapter, then we go like, oh, chapter two. Let's just let's just get over. Blah it blah blah. With. Well, I mean, not nothing happens, happens in, in chapter in the sec in the other one. Paul just owns
1: a, um, a remote control helicopter, almost dies, and then incurs a blood debt with the the handmaiden. Um, not Handmaiden, but you know there's what a, I mean.
0: There's a there's someone else here trying to take the microphone away from me. <laughs> Many have marked the speed with which Wadib learned the necessities of Arrakis. <laughs> <laughs> if any guesser would, of course, know the basis of this speed. For the others, we could say that Deep learned rapidly because his first training was not how to learn.
2: Oh my god, what's happening?
0: And the first lesson of all was the basic trust that he could learn. It is shocking to find how many people do not believe they can learn, and how many more believe learning to be difficult. Monty knew that every experience carries its lesson...
1: From the Humanity of my by the Princess Iriana. Hey,
0: Rikatmon! <laughs> no, <Rick-up-mon> is
1: here! <laughs> I thought maybe you were doing a Mapes impression, but I'm so glad that Mon is here.
0: Oh, um, um, um uh, um, a Mapes impression would be. I've heard of such life. It would have killed me, not so. <laughs>
1: I was thinking of her, her more as like,
0: um. I met your mother at the stairs to the wedding room down the hall. No? I, I'm, I'm thinking, thinking of know. her
1: more as like, um. But we Fremen pay our debts, be they black debts.
0: Oh, boy! I do deaths. your bidding, Manling. I must and cleanse the no way between choice. us. You've put a water <laughs> burden on me that I'm not sure I, I care to spot.
2: Who it is, we cannot say. Like that. <laughs> I mean, much as I love um, terrible, bad voices and yes. bad noises, um, <laughs> the reason that I I had a, I was a conscientious objector to um, June voice is that it just decreases the enjoyableness of the listen listening experience.
1: Whereas I miss June voice a lot. Ah,
0: so- the thing is, June voice. Is that- Having me on the podcast also diminishes the listening experience <laughs> of the podcast. It does not. So if I do a silly voice, maybe I can recapture a little bit of fun.
2: Nora, your 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 voice is perfect and beautiful. Um in every way.
1: every iteration. I love Lomon, I love One. I love Rickamon, and Nora.
2: I mean, is this this is presumably a running joke from another property yeah. that I haven't <laughs> <before listened> to.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is just sort of an inside joke from another podcast. Okay, okay I, cool. Can I give my shot at a Paul voice? Please do. I must try to grab it, he thought. The suspensive field <laughs> will make it slippery on the bottom. I must grip tightly.
2: That's pretty
1: good. I do, do like
2: that. We've just been doing sort of offensively, oh, my name is Paul, and I, I must grip tightly. Oh. Who, who is operating that thing? It has to be someone near. Exactly. Bye. Oh, dear.
0: I and could he's shout sort for Yue, but it would make him, it would take him the instant the door opened.
2: It would take him the instant... the do- See, I, I'm just doing Paul <laughs> with a very sh- flat affect. There's nothing surprises him. Nothing upsets him. No <laughs> depth of feelings. I'm trying to be
0: like very anxious, which I feel Paul is very anxious. He- I feel
2: like that is an accurate assessment. Do you think Paul is anxious? I don't feel like Paul He's kind of has-
1: weirdly self-assured, actually.
2: Yeah, he kind of doesn't hmm. have any, any feelings... What's so as happen? someone,
0: who, as as, <laughs> as someone who puts on an affectation of ass- of 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 like assuredness to cover up for my anxiety, yes, maybe that see... isn't an interpretation. But I, I mean, sort we're, of
2: think of... As the, the the narrator, as we've already as we have previously discussed, the the narrator of June is omniscient. So not only are we seeing the outside of Paul, we have the pos we have the opportunity to see mm. inside of Paul, and inside of Paul is exactly the same as outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is true so I've been sort of thinking
1: um, and I, I do hope I am able to finish this sentence
2: <laughs> oh no you will never no
1: <laughs> no I've been thinking I've been thinking of Paul as kind of kind of like a Schrodinger's Paul as in <laughs> he could be Paul. like this sort of academic uh, incredibly precocious drifty anxious with a flat affect trans boy <laughs> or he could be just this like obnoxious young cis man who listens to a lot of Morrissey and therefore through my flawed logic speaks exactly like him Ah, uh, go to my father's love. men tell them i <laughs> caught a hunter seeker in the house and there to spread out and find the operator tell them to seal off the house and its grounds immediately <laughs> they all know, <laughs> they all know how to go about it <laughs> the is sure to be a stranger among us
2: Ray, I just can't believe how you're just improvising lines of more like Morris like the Smith songs and they're all <laughs> utterly believable. Like you could just be seeing the Smiths and I wouldn't know. I'm so glad.
0: Or Cohen and Cambria. I'm remembering sort of some of the things later on in the book and mm-hmm. um Paul is definitely not anxious. Uh that's not actually true, I guess. I'm like like remembering I don't know if you want me to talk about things that haven't happened yet. But- it's fine. Ah, we're uh, We're
2: spoiler agnostic on this podcast.
0: It's just like, at some point, Paul becomes a steadying force for Jessica. Oh. And, huh. and yeah, it's like, Paul sort of becomes... So Paul can like read Dune,
1: it <laughs> seems like.
0: <laughs> oh, um, do you think it's because
1: l- women are weak?
0: I think that because it's it, the events of the first act leave Jessica as like very like unsure of what's going about to happen, and Paul is there to like reassure her and say, "Hey, I know what's going to happen."
2: I guess he can see the future. He he's confident because he don't know nothing. He yeah. he's a he's he's, he's a, a confident, he's a confident idiot. Into um, in the
0: future, confident <laughs> himbo.
1: Exactly. He's a confident, soothsaying himbo.
2: I mean, and I like the fact that he's like, "Oh, I, my dreams, I, my dreams come true, but it's no big deal." Um, it's very. <laughs>
0: I'm sure everyone's dreams come true.
2: Everyone's dreams come true, but especially
1: mine. I only have one thing to say about this chapter, which is, "I'll do you before I do your bidding, manling." Yes, Manlet
2: hands up here I'm, who, I'm who here is a manling my gender just, is man-ling. just me
1: <laughs> but in a way that doesn't connote that i'm a man at all whatsoever but manling manling without the meaning of the word man but with the sound and shape of it
2: yeah mm-hmm. okay great i like how shout out mapes's uh name sounds like someone saying shout, shout out, out to mapes <laughs> shout out to mapes she great love to dip those wells dip in wells Dip for wells? Dip in all those wells. Dip in all those wells. Dip
0: that well button, everyone, I and thought... smash that like.
2: <laughs> Dip that well. Shout out Mapes.
0: Shout out yeah. Mapes Shout in the comments below. Mapes.
2: And smash that Chris <laughs> knife. <laughs> uh. Don't smash that Chris knife, or I mean, uh, d- I was just trying to extend Nora's joke, but Nora, Nora did did all the hanging <laughs> on that. We just That's sort of true. said nonsense around the joke. We were like, uh, what? It's, what? We were is like the internet, mm, the internet. In- YouTube
1: words, YouTube words. Um,
2: tell
1: me, tell me the YouTube
2: words. Tell me, Alexa, again open the, YouTube the YouTube words. words.
0: Define YouTube. <laughs>
2: um. Uh, there is, there is sort of like a a theme because only only a couple of chapters ago we had Paul sort of holding, holding himself with almost catatonic immobility to avoid the point of the gomjabar. If there's
1: anything that one boy is good at, it's standing still.
2: This, is, you know, it's standing still to avoid a pointy thing. Yeah, he's great at it. He's so good. Um, so he has to um, grab the hunter seeker. Uh, And stop it from ripping up his nerve channels and into his brain, which is very gross and bad.
0: Hunter killers from Terminator are like descended from hunter seekers,
2: probably. Haven't seen Terminator.
0: I I mean, I haven't seen
1: Terminator either, but I wouldn't be that surprised.
2: You know, Terminator is the first film that our mum saw at the the cinema.
1: Why do you all know all this mum lore that I don't know?
2: I don't think you can call it lore if it's about your mother. Um, she tells me things. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the youngest, ch- <laughs> they go on all these European holidays together.
0: We are in Europe already.
1: It's Only because, <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, well, not for much longer. Oh, the continent
2: is still in Union. We'll be in the continent. The continent is still Europe. I mean. I'm not going to dispute you. Um the official Brexit stance of the podcast university is that we like it we we like Europe. We don't want to be away from it unless the country sort of manages to untether itself geographically and float away on a beautiful day. Do you want to come join and, and be the 51st um, state um, of America? No, thank you. No, thank it you. It would
0: be a, a really like sort of no, sort of like you. reversal of history. <laughs> well, of I
1: feel like as reparations for capitalism, the whole of England, at least. Maybe not Scotland and Ireland um, and Wales, but England definitely should sink.
2: Be submerged yeah. under the weight. Be
0: submerged under the weight of your sins.
1: Yeah. 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 I'll sacrifice That's myself for the cause Britannia. of ridding this planet of the curse of England.
2: <laughs> we will go down with a s- smile on our face.
0: I don't think America can sink necessarily, well, although we're definitely trying. I think, like, We'll have to come up with something else for America to do.
1: Gambate America.
2: I mean, I think if we, if everyone in in, in the UK were to join hands and I jump think up we and down at the just, same time, we could. Yeah, we would
1: turn Britain. over, everybody would drown, and then there would be a nice new land. It would just sort of uh, mm-hmm.
0: like a like, like that thing in Mario where you do the bun stomp and ma- make the panel flip around. Yeah,
1: I don't know what that is, but yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've never played a video game.
2: Yeah, I think clearly I, this is something that I have been noting and noticing about uh, Export Audio, yeah. the podcast network, is that Ray and I, but definitely I, am um, a different genre yeah. of nerd. Than I the try very hard to your. blend
1: in and understand, but I don't know what anybody's talking about. <laughs> Who's Mario? <laughs> Who's fucking, what's Splatoon? I don't know. Kingdom Hearts? Never heard of it. Can I, can I read
2: one tiny yes, extra little bit? Um, before I do your bidding yeah. manling, we've already done that bit, but it is good. I must, cause, um in order to in in order to stop himself from being smushed by the um uh pointy really? thing mm-hmm. that comes to kill him. The pointy kill um, needle. Paul also Yes, the pointy kill needle. He also manages to smash it right. against a door with a um, And in doing muscles. so saves the life of yeah. the shut out mapes. Um, and the shout out Mapes sort of says something like uh, supremely great. Uh, and she's like, um, Do the voice. I must cleanse the voice. way between us. What? I haven't decided. <laughs> um, I, I feel like she has a strong okay, rupture accent. But I can't okay, do another one.
0: Do you want me to do it? Sure. I can do it. I must cleanse the way between us. You've put a water burden on me that I'm not sure I care to support. <laughs> we Fremen pay our debts, be they black debts or white debts, and it's known to us that you've a traitor in your midst, who it is, we cannot say, but we're certain sure of it. Mayhap there's a hand that guided the flesh cutter.
1: Yep, that's Mape's canonical voice now.
2: Mayhap there's a hand that guided the flesh cutter.
0: Now we Um, pay our debts
2: uh, uh, I so Anyway, I mean, but she's just like, well, you know, you saved my life, but also... Fuck you! I am not very, I'm not very comfortable with the fact that now I have to save your life, Manling, creature who is of no importance <laughs> to me, the shout out shout Mapes. Out apes. um, who is like a very, a very unservile servant, which is, good, which I is love fabulous. It. She's weird.
0: Also, the weirding room.
2: Um, what is a weirding
1: room? Yes. I wonder. It's which she hates it. I mean, I know well, what it is because uh, I've read uh, a Yeah, head I've read book. ahead, also. I know what it is. But. <laughs> Let's suspend disbelief.
2: I- I mean, also, weirding, weirding is defined at the back of the book. Oh, what else? Um, and it basically means it's witch shit. It's uh, witch stuff. Uh, oh, cool. That which partakes of the mystical or of witchcraft. Witches and everyone, sh- do exist everyone in June, and it's goes, good. goes around calling calling Jessica a Bene Gesserit witch and an abomination um, and all that the ben ba- all business. are witches, I guess. And abominations, and they shouldn't exist. I liked it that everyone has... Everyone has to get in a dig about, but, but like Jessica being in, uh, you know, a say, abomination. Um,
0: my aunt and uncle told me about going to see the Dune movie in the theater when it came out, oh, and really? they told me that when they went, they were given a pamphlet of terms with, <laughs> <laughs> with definitions. <laughs>
1: dune already has a 10 minute exposition monologue at the
2: beginning <laughs> it's like dune read by a, a, desert planet. a beautiful
1: floating head of a lady
2: the princess Irulan. i
1: know but uh, it's funny to say it like okay
2: i like also how paul does like a kind of uh mind machine thing where he's like he looked to his left where she had pointed we Freeman, fremen 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 Fremen. I like Fremen. Fremen. So, so, so that was a Fremen. He paused for the mnem- the mnemonic blink that would store the pattern of her face in his memory. Prune, wrinkled features, darkly browned, blue on blue eyes, without any white in them. He attached the label. The shadow mapes.
1: Extremely a robot. <laughs>
2: Extremely. Um, well, he he's learned that he's a very yeah, behem- He's that by now. Yeah. He's gonna that's be
0: that's the that's the the video game updating your journal.
2: Chitty Sherlock thing where like the shadow out mapes ap- appears in-, in letters above his head and he like he sort of like bats it out of the way and he does like the whole sort of Benedict Cumberbatch arms yeah. thing where, <laughs> that's what
0: like, Paul does all the time. Yeah. Literally all the time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean obviously that's very cast I mean, but it is now canonical.
0: Isn't there isn't one of the sequels called The Mind Palace of Dune? Uh
2: yes, definitely I'm sure. <laughs> definitely one hundred percent believe it Um I mean mnemonic and again I was talking to somebody about mnemonics the other day because mm-hmm. it's one of my um favorite shitty facts to tell people is that yes. a mnemonic isn't the thing that it's not an initialism where mm-hmm. you it's just a way to of learning something. right it's just any it's any tool that you use to remember something because uh mnemosyne in uh, greek is memory and memory is the mother of the muses. So before you can do any arts, you have to remember stuff. Is the kind of teachable moment from that thing? Yeah. And interestingly,
1: the book Paul describes a book as having a mnemonic pulse, which is presumably how you learn things from film books. Like it gives you it gives you pulses of learning, so that you understand things.
0: Like the Matrix.
1: Yeah, like the Matrix. He's learning Dad. things about trees and Boxes. kangaroo mice.
2: <laughs> it's like, oh yes, kangaroo mouse—something that it from, uh, yes. if, from from the Earth's tyrannic past. I was like, please let there be kangaroo mice on Earth. That would be great.
0: A kangaroo mouse—that's just a jerboa.
2: Let me Google. Yeah, which that. live in the desert, don't they? So they do live in the desert. So that's what that is. I think
0: they're like little mice with really, really long back legs, and they jump around a lot.
1: They are very cute. They're extremely cute. <laughs> they're extremely
0: cute, and nice. I love them. One time, I played a Pathfinder game with a character named oh. Sullivan Moonfire, and she had a durboa as a familiar. That's oh. such a
2: cute little familiar. They skip leg yeah. day, obviously. Really. Her,
0: her, <laughs> her name was Grace, and she jumped around.
2: Aww,
1: They've got They're like beautiful, cute. like big ears that they can. They're find like with. little bunny mice. I love them. Yeah. No, Frank was like, nobody's heard what a jabot Jib- uh, is. I'm sure I could just put them in this book and everybody would think Herbert they're Frank Herbert was cool like, aliens. Friends at the
0: Table hasn't happened yet, so people don't know the word jabot. <laughs> uh,
1: there are actually parallels between this and Twilight Mirage, but I don't want to make them because I don't want to respect Friends at the Table.
2: Again, I haven't... <laughs> I like how the, the jabber on the Wikipedia page for Jerboa looks like feral and angry. <laughs> like it's going to kill you. Do you relate to it? I relate to it intensely. Well,
0: We've hit the Googling animals section of this podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is the new segment of
1: Googling animals. Um, well, I wanted something to say in June voice because I miss June voice, but I can't actually think of anything else that I want to say about this chapter. So,
0: Jerboas form the bulk of the membership of the family. Departy day.
2: Jerboas are hopping desert rodents found throughout Arabia, northern Africa, and Asia. Let me get the fucking Wikipedia up so
1: I can
0: <laughs> join in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they tend to live in hot deserts.
0: When chased, Jerboas can run up uh, run at up to twenty four kilometres per hour, <laughs> about fifteen mph. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Some species are preyed upon by little owls in Central Asia.
1: Most species of draboa have excellent hearing that they use to avoid becoming the prey of nocturnal predators.
0: The typical lifespan of a draboa is around six cycles.
2: <laughs> contents! <laughs> no, I'm not going to read the contents in June voice. I think that would be highly unpleasant.
1: Contents, anatomy, and body features.
2: Behaviour! Behaviour! <laughs> <laughs> like other bipedal mammals, their foramen magnum, the hole at the base of the skull, is forward shifted, which enhances two legged locomotion.
1: Where are we? Ah, yes. The tail of a jerboa can be longer than its head and body, and it's common to see a white cluster of hair at the end of the tail.
2: They look like little Pokemon.
0: <laughs> Jerboas are crepuscular, meaning that they are most active at twilight. Crepuscular is my favourite word.
2: Wikipedia being shady, by the way, for, you know, just including a a definition of a crepuscular. Definition. I like, feel like <laughs> they should include it. Also, there are so many types of Jeboah. It's amazing.
1: jaboas are solitary creatures. Once they reach adulthood, they usually have their own burrow and search for food on their own. However, occasional loose colonies may form, whereby some species of Jeboahs dig communal barrows that offer extra warmth when it is cold outside.
2: Yep. Uh, some some subfamily names. Cardiocranius, Salpingotus, Why dipus, is this not in the voice, Josie? Eremodipus, <laughs> Jaculus, Stylodipus, <laughs> Eucoriotes, Alactaga, Pyrogetimus, all sound very juni. Good. And then also you get um, the lesser fat-tailed gerbua. Dwarf fat-tailed jerboa, greater fat-tailed. Yeah, tag yourself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm the dwarf fat-tailed jerboa. Which one are you?
2: I, I don't know. I think
0: I'm. I'm Thomas's pygmy (laughs) jerboa.
2: Of course you are. (laughs) Um, I am the thick-tailed pygmy (laughs) jerboa.
1: Okay, that's good.
2: <laughs> and when when I'm when I'm sad, I'm the pallid pygmy jaboy because I'm pale. Hey Josie, yes, do you have a worm of the week? They call me Doctor Worm. I do have a worm of the Good week, morning, Ray. Ray, I this morning I googled worm, worm and, and then. I'm Because I was thinking it's going to be difficult to sort of generate good worms of the week forever, but uh, I googled worm, and it turned out to be surprisingly fruitful. Um, So I found this thing, also on Wikipedia, this podcast sponsored by Wikipedia. Um,
1: (laughs) I don't know if Wikipedia has enough money for that.
2: At the bottom of the Wikipedia page for worm, there was a little blue hyperlink, and it said, Worm Charming. Oh, like like Prince Charming, or you know, as I read worm. it, you know, Worm Charming, this Worm Charming, Charming, Worm. Anyway, so Worm Charming, Worm Grunting, and Worm Fiddling are methods of attracting earthworms from the ground. That's pretty um, good. It can uh, as a skill and profession, profession Ray. Worm Charming is now very rare, with the art being passed through generations to ensure that it survives. Um,
0: Oh, like um like in the nineteen ninety eight American Godzilla movie when uh what's his name? What's that n- actor's name? Don't know.
2: But I like how you remembered nineteen ninety eight though.
0: Um,
2: <laughs> and not the person who the anecdote is. Is about. it Matthew Broderick? I hope it's Matthew Broderick.
0: It is Matthew Broderick. Okay. Uh he he takes out a little machine with these prongs and sticks it in the mud and zaps the mud and then the the worms come out. Great. That's like the first scene of Godzilla, and he's singing, uh, "Singing in the rain" as he's he's going to work and making worms happen. That sounds pretty good. Yeah,
2: charming in the worms, just charming.
0: <laughs> Worming in the charm. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: but uh, there is there is competitive uh, worm wow. charming, and there are there, the the Wikipedia page mentions three particular um, worm charming events: the Devon Worm Charming Festival, Great. Devon. Canadian worm charming championship and the American worm gruntin gruntin no g <laughs> Grunton, festival. the worm gruntin festival i mean the worm grunting festival the, the exactly and the british one and the american one are sort of emblematic of the culture of the respective countries the canadian the canadian one is like pretty nothing which is i mean whatever um, but uh Devon Worm Charming Festival, also known as the International Festival of Worm Charming. This event takes place in the small village of Black Orton, South Devon, during the early May bank holiday. It has been running since 1984 and is accompanied by a real ale beer festival and other activities. And the American Worm Grunton Festival. uh, The town of Sopchoppy, Florida, (laughs) has held an annual Worm Grunton Festival since 2000. The event includes a ball and the crowning of a worm-grunting king and queen. <laughs> Sop-choppy is one of the settings and worm-grunting a plot element in the 2017 novel Clownfish Blues by Tim this Dorsey. This is amazing. My Worm of the Week is a little bit unorthodox.
1: Um, my Worm of the Week is uh, sported garden eels. Um, oh. The Worms of the Sea. The Worms sea. of the Sea. Don't Google them if you have terophobia. Um They... Are uh. very tiny little eels. They grow up to seven centimeters long. Actually, they grow longer than that, but they, they hide in the sand. They're incredibly long and thin. They're like maybe like half a centimeter to a centimeter wide. Um, they have these big eyes and these cute little patterns and they hide in the sand. And then if things are very, very still, they pop up out of the sand. Um, and they're very cute. Um, I don't know any other facts about them. I just like them. You know, I just like them. <laughs> Great.
0: Great. Good. Nora, word. do you have a Worm of the Week? I do have a Worm of the Week. Ooh. <gasps> so, my a good friend of mine, uh, Taylor Labresh, also known as Leviathan Files on Twitter, <laughs> wrote a tabletop RPG that can also be a LARP. It's called We Are But Worms, a one-word RPG. Oh,
1: I know I've this one! I've seen this!
2: Even I've seen this. But uh, it is extremely great. Is it's this not this very French.
0: On the Itch page is a truly dense and poetic game, rife with possibility and riddled with iterative replayability, constantly amazed at how a simple shift of setting can have massive reverberations on the context, implicit and explicit, of this genre-defying live-action role-playing game.
1: <laughs> great. And... I guess you'll have to buy it to find out what the contents are.
0: Yeah, it's three ninety nine. Yep. <laughs> Get a copy. Get a copy. But yeah.
1: That's a we wonderful worm of the week. Thank you, Nora. Thank you, Nora. Thank you. Um I also have a gift for you which should be coming up on Discord right now, hopefully. What? Although maybe not.
0: A gift?
1: Yeah, a gift. Apart from Discord. Discord's done a red thing. Okay. Discord, please behave. Be nice. Be nice to me.
0: Be nice to me. I sent you a picture of my copy of the a- the Aeneid.
1: Ah, yes, I saw it. It's a nice. It's a very nice copy. It's a nice cover.
0: It looks very nice on my shelf. It makes me look very intellectual. Does make you look right very smart? Next to my smart. Dan Reichert novels.
1: It makes you look like your brain is so big.
0: Just the biggest brain. Big, big oh, brain, brain bimbo over here.
1: Compa- okay, the file is my the wrong size, so which is really Compa- annoying because it means I have to open things.
2: Ugh. Ray, Ugh. you should have you should have prepared this earlier. I tried to. It's <laughs> just be too late. Be nice big. to Ray. No, no, be nice to No, Ray. never. Be nice to me. <laughs> be nice me.
1: Be I'm... nice me. <laughs> Please be nice me.
2: Be nice me.
1: Nobody care me. <laughs> I'm baby. I'm that poor baby monkey. <laughs>
0: I'm wormy. <laughs> Aww.
1: She's wormy. She wormy. Yeah. Anyway, vamp well I've tried and sort Nora's present out.
0: Bleh! <laughs> I'm vamping. Ah
1: she's vampire. I'm
0: I i i am vampy.
1: I am vamping. I am vamping for a time here on this podcast.
0: We're draining time, much like I drain blood. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sucking the time from this podcast. Because I am a time vampire.
0: There are only two types of vampires. Uh There's the ones that talk like this, and the ones that talk like
1: this. That's pretty good, actually.
0: (laughs) I have... Very few character voices, but I invested a lot of points into them. Hello,
1: I am a vampire that talks like this. I can't do the other one, so you have to do it.
0: I am a vampire who talks like this.
2: (laughs) I have nothing to add on the subject of vampires. Okay, cool.
0: Vampires are good. I wish more than one person would write a tabletop RPG about vampires.
2: Yeah, it's
1: a shame because you wrote the only one.
0: But there are any other. Only one.
1: Yeah. It is weird that nobody thought to write a different one. But your one is very good.
2: I mean, there is a there's a great bit in the Aeneid where um uh uh, a priest in an extremely stupid outfit gets fucked up by two giant snakes. That sounds really good!
1: (laughs) 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 Sounds pretty good. Anyway, your presence is now sent in Discord. I would like you to describe it to the audience.
0: Um, it's a it's a paper. Uh, mm-hmm. It says, This honorary degree is hereby presented to Nora fucking Blake to certificate Zen achievement of a one-to-one?
1: as uh, a first-class okay, degree. From the
0: university of the university. Ele- <laughs> this is a beautiful picture.
1: Thank you, I'm very glad you like it. Thank it's your you. diploma. You can print it off and put it on your wall if you want, if you're not terribly ashamed of doing that.
0: Um, my The po- the possessive form of my pronoun is zer. Oh.
1: oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I like I it because the it.
0: other things are intentionally mis- mistyped.
1: Yeah, that one <laughs> that is just one wrong. Is just... <laughs>
0: But it's a very beautiful image, and if I had the ability to print anything at all, I would certainly do that.
1: I will correct your pronoun forthwith.
0: My full and correct name, Nora fucking Blake, which is literally true. My middle name is Finn as an abbreviation of fucking. So thank you for the the lore, respecting my lore.
1: You're so welcome. I'm glad i'm I'm always happy to respect your law.
0: That's the fun part about making up your own pronouns is that nobody knows how they work. <laughs> huh i well, I've graduated from the University of the University, so I you guess have. I should start job hunting
1: do Do you have a graduation song that we sing?
0: Worm, wormy, worm, worm. Worm, worm, wormy, worm,
1: worm. Worm, wormy, worm, worm. worm, worm, worm. No one else is singing.
0: Okay. (laughs) I don't know how it goes. That's valid. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for letting me be on your podcast.
1: Thank you for coming on our podcast, even though we kept talking over you like all the time.
0: No, that's fine. That's like a really refreshing change of pace over just being in charge of everything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just in I just have too much control and authority. It's really weighing me down. (laughs) Laura (laughs) Where can people find you online? (laughs) Wow. That's so podcasty, Ray. You can't do that. It was my Riley Hopkins impression. Did you do you like it? Now, um,
0: this is my Riley Hopkins voice, and uh, this is what Riley sounds like. Maybe a little bit.
1: Riley's Riley's podcast voice is very smooth. It sounds kind of like this, and they talk in this kind of cadence. And I often find it very relaxing. And
0: they uh, just a real good friend of mine.
1: I hope Riley listens to our podcast.
0: I hope Riley does listen to this podcast. It's the best podcast on the Export Audio Podcast. Network.
2: Nora, you keep you keep saying that, and I keep taking it seriously. And if it turns out to be a joke one day in the future, it will destroy my entire life.
0: No, it's absolutely not a joke. It's 100% <laughs> not a joke. This is the best podcast. Nora. Nora.
2: Absolutely. Nora. I'm saluting you right uh, now.
0: So, you can find me on Twitter at NeitherNora. You can find my games at NeitherNora.itch.io. Me and Natalie just released Delver, which is a great RPG. Um, Buy it. I also write smaller games a lot of the time. Didn't do so many in March. In January and February, I did like four games each, and then March, I just kind of just did Delver. <laughs> um, you can also support my game design on Patreon.com/slash Nora Blake. Um, I that helps me to take games to conventions and things and maybe soon print zines question mark i have to talk to my good friend Ooh. erica about that but um happy birthday erica yesterday was her birthday
2: have you happy birthday, erica?
0: erica?
1: do you want to plug erica's uh, yeah <laughs> 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 it's, um, it's her well,
0: birthday erica writes really great games too uh exodus is a great game about trans angels and hearts of magic threads unraveled, I think, um, is is a great uh, high fantasy. Not high fantasy, like 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 fantasy hack of firebrands by Vincent Baker. It's very good. I don't know that it's high fantasy. It's got like fey nobles and and courtly intrigue, and uh, also talking in metaphors to flirt. Um, Erica's great. Sounds good. Uh, this, uh, yeah. Uh, also, you can support my podcast at patreoncom slash audio We have a bunch of cool podcasts on there, like Duneiversity, which y'all Ooh, might like. That um, sounds
1: yeah, fascinating. That's awful,
0: mm. Yeah, it's about Dune.
2: Oh wow! Yes, I, I, don't, it's, I hear it's not hundred percent about Dune. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think it is.
0: Well, I think it's to to the most it on-topic podcast
1: yeah. that there is on the Export Audio. <laughs> Uh,
0: we actually just did an export audio where I wasn't on it at all, and neither was Autumn, so the, the everything is Calvin Ball right now.
1: Good podcast, basically. Um,
0: but we're starting a bunch of new shows on export audio soon.
1: Ooh. Oh, yes, you are.
0: Yeah, you know so, those? yeah, Autumn and Alice Kira are going to start Sailor Sundays, where they watch Sailor Moon two episodes at a time, and then talk about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm starting uh, Bullet Heck, where me and my friend Ruby talk about Toho, which is a series of video games. And also with me and Erica, the aforementioned Fading Roots, Erica, we're going to watch an anime called Code Geass. Uh, we that,
2: we uh, tried to watch yes. Code Geass, yes, and it was like too hardcore for us. Too many people was, died.
0: Yeah.
2: I was a bit yeah.
0: too
1: young to watch it.
0: Um, it's a bit hardcore and also very bad. And I love it a uh, little bit.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, um, that one's called Code Gaze. <laughs>
2: um, I think one, one thing, uh, <laughs> that's that convinced good. me that, uh, uh, Explore Audio is the best and only podcast network around, uh, is that it's the only one. Did you? The know? only one. Uh, but, um, it's the, the names of all of the shows are extremely good. They,
1: they really are. <laughs>
0: We we very much enjoy our episode titles and our podcast titles.
2: We're trying
1: to live up to your wonderful legacy of episode titles. It's true. Great. And now you have a prestigious plus plus degree. You know, it will get you many you could, jobs. you could
2: go on to become a graduate student, get a, a PhD. D stands for Dune. You know, that would be good. You can you uh, you can only earn the degree by coming on the podcast. We don't just give them out to anyone.
0: Definitely not.
2: So
1: you can find me online at frizoid at, at twitter.com but <laughs> you don't need to do that. want <laughs> email um, address. You, you don't have to. Um, F-R-I-D-O-Y-D if you want, I guess. Um, it's fine. I mostly tweet pictures of cows. Um,
0: I'm going to start saying Z instead of Z. <laughs> uh,
2: I do feel like Z is... Um uh like a non-binary short one syllable name zed Zed.
1: yes it is cool isn't it not bad is it uh but also V is your pronoun so there it
0: is i forgot my pronouns
1: true (laughs) my
2: pronouns (laughs) my
0: pronouns
1: um also please follow us at university on twitter we do good tweets sometimes we mostly are excited about other podcasts on the network and
2: Ray is responsible for all of the good tweets and I'm responsible for
0: It's true, you have such tweets, a distinct brand already on Twitter
2: <laughs> I'm trying my best um, Also, if you have
1: questions or you want us to read things out or say things, I guess, um, you send us an email at university at gmail.com and hopefully we'll have a segment for like questions and stuff, although we didn't do that this time uh, That's all I think that I
2: have um, uh, You can try and find me on the internet, but you won't
1: It's the road in between
0: my toes on a dance floor, I'm drunk off that Hennessy, I ain't sober I don't mix with Coca-Cola or soda But right now I'm on a roller I take a look
1: over my shoulder And I see this sexy thing, I think it's time to work my way over So I shuffle on my heels and I bounce on my toes I'm crazy and she knows, still it's all good I suppose So she didn't complain, she backed it off So I got behind her and I left it up. Then we danced all night, then the sun came up Then I took it to my yard, and
2: I wrapped it up A member of the Juju Nation down in New York Don't need